The Z-Ball Podcast is a casual conversation that occasionally delves into mature subjects and may contain vulgar adult language. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the Z-Ball Podcast and week 13 of the Scorching Six Picks. Recording this on a Thursday night in Southern California, fresh off of another Thursday night football game. And joining me tonight, we got Rebound once again. What up, Rebound? What's up, Z-Ball? How's it going? Doing well. We had a somewhat uh, exciting matchup between the Cowboys and the Saints. The Cowboys came out on top 27-17 to get back on track. After some sluggish weeks in, in prior the prior games, and they moved to eight and four in the season, and the Saints, as you mentioned to me many times during the game, they haven't won anything without famous Jameis Lamus. And what were your thoughts on the game? The game overall. Yeah, the Cowboys are just a better team, and I mean, Taysom, uh, he got his finger fucked up during the game, so that hurt him. And uh, the the Saints just need Jameis back. That that's. That's their future quarterback, and uh, they're not going to win without him. They're 0-5. What is he going to do with a torn ACL, though? Yeah, he needs to play. I mean, hopefully next season sometime. Okay. The Cowboys 8-4, and four are they pretty much locked in as the divisional winners in the NFC East? Or, or do you think Washington can challenge them? The Washington on a bit of a hot streak. Uh, the Cowboys are going to win easy. Okay, for sure. But they'll, they'll fuck up in the playoffs somehow. Okay. All right, yeah. I mean, uh, Cowboys is a good win for them to get back on track. It wasn't easy. It was kind of sloppy, but they did pull it out, and they did force a lot of interceptions from your boy Taysom Hill in the fourth quarter there at the end. So yeah. that's really what solidified the game for them. Uh, he threw... <laughs> I think four picks just all in the fourth quarter, right? Yeah, I, mean, I believe yeah, so. Sweet. Over the course of like, like five, I said, six he minutes. He messed up his finger, so he really couldn't throw. But he did throw a touchdown, a garbage time touchdown. Yeah, he threw a touchdown in the beginning of the game too, didn't he? Yeah, right. his finger was good at the time. Yeah, okay. So. All right, yeah, good win for the Cowboys. Uh, another topic I wanted to discuss before we get into the Week Thirteen slate is. The suspension that was handed down today by Roger Goodell in the NFL to Antonio Brown and two other Tampa Bay Buccaneers players for uh, submitting fake vaccination cards. What, what, what are your thoughts on the whole situation? I don't know. I think it's about right. Three games is okay. I get it. But I don't know. Just let the NFL decide on it. It is what it is. Okay. So, a lot of rumblings out there as well, uh, kind of on Twitter. I was reading Twitter. Uh, people are not happy that Rodgers uh, did not get the same punishment. So, what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts there? Uh, I don't know what to say. Everyone's going to say white privilege and all that stuff, but I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I said this initially when I first heard about the allegations that Antonio Brown uh, 
that's, in my opinion, a worse offense than what Rodgers did. What Rodgers did, in my opinion, was still shitty, and he shouldn't have let on the media, but uh, he did lie to the media, or uh, allegedly lied, or parse words, stuff like that. But what Antonio De Brown did, I think, was worse just because he submitted a physical, tangible uh, paper document stating that he was vaccinated and that's a federal crime as well. So I think that should hold more consequences just because the intent, in my opinion, is more, more provable, a lot easier to prove in that situation when he actually submits a tangible document compared to uh, Rogers uh, 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 parsing words with the, in the media in a press conference. I mean, what Rogers did was still shitty, in my opinion. But uh, apparently from what I read, if it is true, Rodgers did not uh, lie to the Packers or the NFL. They knew that he wasn't vaccinated. But in and, and this scenario from what I read with Antonio Brown is that Antonio Brown uh, gave off the impression that he was vaccinated. He submitted a fake vaccination card. And apparently I think his... Uh, his chef was the one that was the whistleblower on this. He, he's the one that ratted him out, basically, because... He's the one who gave it to him, right? He might have given it to him, but I, he didn't pay his chef the $10,000 or for for the card or for something else. And then yeah. that's 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 how this, this came out. So <laughs> it's pretty funny. But, yeah, Antonio Brown, I mean, he's been a lot through a lot of stuff in the NFL. So I... Why do you think teams keep picking him up, picking him up? Excuse me, and then also it seems like Brady really, really likes him. They want he wanted him on the Pats. He was he he got he got cut pretty quickly from there, and then he had the Bucks pick him up. So why do you think Brady is kind of backing this guy so much, considering all the off the field stuff and all, kind of all the stuff throughout his career? He's too talented. He's a, he's a all pro. He's a Pro Bowl wide receiver. Okay, fair enough. Uh, so, yeah, that's all my whole thoughts on the Antonio Brown situation. I think what he did was a lot worse than what Aaron Rodgers did. Aaron Rodgers did a pretty shitty thing as well, in my opinion, but he didn't uh, intently or purposefully submit a, a physical, tangible document. I think that's kind of the main difference for me. He didn't submit a fake vaccination card, which Antonio Brown did, or... I guess apparently did after the NFL investigation what what they found so well we'll see what happens he'll be back week 16 I think he's injured as well so it I don't think it should be a problem for the Bucks and I guess with that we'll get into the week 13 slate and the first game we got on the slate is Tampa Bay on the road at Atlanta laying 11 points what do you think this is an easy one Bucks are gonna blow out the Falcons easy money I mean, the Falcons are just headed in a different direction. They do have Cordell Patterson. I think that's the only bright thing about their offense, and obviously, of course, Kyle Pitts. But Matt, I think Matt Ryan's time is up there, uh, even though he still can play. But th their defense is complete shit. Brady's going to pick them apart, and it's going to be a blowout, 20-plus point blowout. Is Brady going to enhance his MVP odds in this game? Uh, good chance, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Last week I picked the Bucks uh, to win, or I picked against the Bucks last week to 
uh, not cover the three. They did cover the three in the last couple minutes in Indy. They were getting uh, kind of that game was in Indy's control, and then the Bucks defense came through with all those turnovers. They had four rushing touchdowns. Uh, good game plan on the ground, and they were able to get out of Indianapolis with a win and to move to 8-3 and three and kind of stay in contention for that number one seed in the NFC. And then the Falcons, on the other hand, are still in that uh, wild card hunt for one of the last two wild card spots in the NFC. So they definitely have something to play for at home here. Uh, but going up against the Bucks, it's going to be very, 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 very tough. I think the Bucks are going to have get a couple turnovers again this week against uh, Matt Ryan, and I'm going to agree with you here, Rebound. It's a lot of points to swallow, but I'm going to swallow 11 points with the road team Bucks in this one, and take them win the game 34 to 17. Game number two, we got Cincinnati at home, hosting the six and five Los Angeles Chargers, and laying three points. What do you think? Uh, this is going to be a good game. I don't know who wins here, but it's it's really a coin flip. Obviously, the Chargers have collapsed as of late. I really don't know what's going on, but it's, it looks like mainly their defense sucks. They're 2-4 and four in their last six games. Yeah, and Justin Herbert kind of had a bad game last week as well because uh, Denver's a hard place to play. I said that. And I think, I just think since... It's in Cincinnati. Cincinnati wins and covers. Both teams need the win, but I think overall Cincinnati is the better team offensively and defensively. I think Cincinnati wins by a touchdown. Yeah, Chargers just uh, on a slide, and I'm going to agree with you here again on this one, Rebound. I, I like Cincinnati at home. I, I think they have a better balance all around offensively. I think that's what's going to propel him. I think Herbert uh, versus Burrow is pretty equal. But then just re at recently, as of late, I think Mixon and then the combination of uh, Chase and Higgins versus the combination of Eckler, Williams, and Keenan Allen, I think has been better as of late. And I think that will continue for the Bengals in this one. And the Bengals uh, will move to 8-4 and four on the season. I'll swallow the three points for them, take them to win this game 31-24. Game number three, we got Las Vegas at home hosting the Washington football team and laying a point in this one. What do you think? Uh, this is a tough one. I mean, you know, obviously Washington coming off a, a nice win versus the Seahawks on Monday night on primetime. Raiders coming off a win as well. But I, I like Washington better overall. I think Tyler Henneke's an underrated quarterback. I think their defense is solid. Antonio Gibson's been playing well. You got Terry McLaren on as well. I, I think uh, Washington wins this one by a touchdown. Okay. Yeah, I mean, Washington on a three-game winning streak here after starting 2-6. and six. The Raiders uh, coming off a good Thanksgiving win over the Dallas Cowboys, 36-33 in Dallas, and kind of getting back on track a little after some tough games for them. But uh, I'm going to disagree here, Rebound. Uh, even though Washington football team is on track, kind of hot like they, did, they were last season, I'm going to take the Las Vegas Raiders here at home. I think they're gonna, they 
building on some momentum and they have kind of that wild card uh, spot to play for in the AFC. They want to try to get one of those spots. And uh, Washington as well. I mean, they're playing for a spot in the NFC, either in the trying to challenge the Cowboys for the NFC East or get in the one, of, one of the wild card spots, six or seven. But I'm going to... I like the Raiders here. I think uh, Carr is going to have a, a big game. And I think the Ra- their defense is going to be able to hold down the Washington run game with Gibson. And uh, I'll take them to win, move 7-5. I'll say 27-24 Raiders in this one. Game number four, we got a AFC North divisional battle. We got the 5-5-1 five and five and one. Pittsburgh Steelers at home hosting the Baltimore Ravens. Ravens, a four-and-a-half-point favor. Rebound, what do you think? Yeah, this is the easiest one of the week. Don't get fooled. The Steelers are going to cover this game, and they're going to win straight out. Everyone's going to be slamming the Ravens because they're, they're the better team, and the Steelers were complete shit last week. And as crazy as it sounds, as bad as Big Ben played, Lamar Jackson played bad too. And they got the win, but Lamar had four interceptions and only one touchdown where he literally threw it up in the air and like threw up a prayer and it got caught by Mark Andrews. So Lamar didn't play well either. So don't just look at the win. I think the Steelers are going to win this one flat out. Rivalry games are always competitive. Yeah, like I agree with you for the divisional games. I mean, they're always close. These opponents know each other very well. And Pittsburgh coming off a shellacking last week in Cincy versus the Bengals. So I think they're going to come out with uh, better focus in this one at home in, in Pittsburgh, in Heinz Field. And I'm going to agree with you here. I, I like Pittsburgh as the home dog getting four and a half. I mean, I don't, I'm not sure if they win, but I'll say they win outright. A close game, probably 23-20. And move to six and five and one on the season, keep their playoff hopes alive. And uh, I'll agree with you on that one. And we'll move on to game number five. Uh, it's another late afternoon game. You got Seattle Seahawks at home, three and eight, hosting the San Francisco 49ers. Niners laying three points. What do you think, rebound? Yeah, this is going to be a good one. Obviously, Seattle. Uh... I don't know what the hell is going on with them. The 49ers look pretty solid, but I like the 49ers here. Seattle just looks like it's coming to end of Pete and Russell Wilson's era. They're not 100% sure, but 95% sure they're not going to make the playoffs. So uh, the 49ers still have a chance. but Seattle, believe it or not, still has a chance. Like yeah, they do. Mathematically. Yeah, that's why I didn't say 100%. <laughs> okay. But I said 95%. Uh, but yeah, I go with Niners. Uh, I can't trust Seattle anymore anytime. Okay. Yeah, I mean, Seattle playing awful this season. Obviously, Russell Wilson missed those four or five games, and then even when he's when he ca- he came back, uh, they haven't looked so so good. They lost a, a close one in uh, D.C. against the Washington Football Team on Monday night. Niners on the other side, winners of uh, three straight games, I believe. <laughs> And kind of getting some momentum going. They're currently in the sixth spot in the uh, NFC. So they in the playoffs at, at the moment. And they're kind of getting healthier. 
But they did lose Debo Samuel. He's not going to play in this one. And then uh, Fred Warner as well. So kind of their most impactful guy so far on each each side of the ball this season. So I think that's going to be tough for them in this one. And then Seattle, I mean, playing for their little play, whatever little playoff hopes they have left. And then Seattle, this like a, a, this is also a divisional rivalry type game. So Seattle always plays well in this one. Uh, I think during Russell Wilson's tenure with the Seahawks, he's 16-4 and four against San Francisco. So I'm going to disagree with you here, Rebound. I like Seattle at home. It's a 34-degree game time temperature. I think Seattle has the edge here, so I'm going to take the home dog, Seahawks, getting three at home. And I think they're going to win this one outright as well and keep whatever slim playoff hopes they have alive. I'll say 27-24 Seattle, and they move to 4-8 and eight on the season. All right, that'll take us now rebound to the last game, game number six of the Week 13 slate. It's the Monday night game in prime time. It's the AFC East divisional battle. We got the 7-4 Buffalo Bills at home hosting the 8-4 Patriots, who are 5-0 on the road and currently leading the AFC East. Buffalo laying 2.5. Rebound, what do you think? It's going to be a really good game. I don't know. Where is it being played at? Buffalo. Yeah, going to roll with the home team on this one. So, going to go with Buffalo. Uh, their season is on the line. They need this one. You're going to get some snow. Yeah. In Buffalo. And, uh, I'm going to roll with... Uh, they need to win more than the Pats. And I think they have a better defense. So, I think they're going to win. Yeah, I mean, the Pats winners are six straight. 5-0 and on the road. Uh, they've been playing lights out. Uh, their crazy uh, point margin in the last uh, six games that they played. And then the Bills, kind of a little sloppy. I mean, but they did get back on track on that Thursday night Thanksgiving game in New Orleans, 31-6. to And Josh Allen looked pretty good in that one. And then Mac Jones on, those, on the other side has kind of just played uh, game manager, managing the game well. And then the Pats' defense has really stepped up. The Pats, two of their next three games, and they have a bye week, are against Buffalo. This one is in Buffalo. And I'm going to agree with you here, Rebound. I like uh, Buffalo in this one at home, uh, laying two and a half. So I'll swallow the two and a half points with Buffalo. I think Josh Allen will have a better game than Mac Jones. I think somewhere in the ballpark of... Almost 300 yards and then three touchdowns. I think he'll outplay Mac Jones, and I think the Bills will make a little more, a little bit more plays than the Pats' defense to secure the win for them. I'll say kind of a low-scoring game, 20-17 to 17 Bills in this one. They move to 8-4 and four on the season and into the back into the AFC East divisional lead. Alrighty, rebound. That'll wrap it up for Week 13, Scorching 6. Thank you so much for coming on. Always a pleasure. Thanks for having me on, Zeebo. Good luck to everyone this week. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. Hope you enjoy all of the Week 13 matchups, and we'll be back next week for Week 14, Scorching 6.